Welcome to Sugar Radio. My name's G Money, and this is the second and final show brought to you by UNICEF and MTV Staying Alive to close out this season of Sugar Radio. Now, as I told you last time around, this show is playing across Africa now. So again, we'd like to send a big shout out to all of our listeners, wherever they are. Cameroon, the Democratic Republic of Congo, Kenya, Lesotho, South Africa, or Tanzania. Big up for listening to Sugar Radio. It's a show about HIV and AIDS for young people that's been developed and co-produced by young people. So we want to know what you think. Remember to have your say. We've got a great show lined up for you and I'll tell you later on how you can join the global conversation. You're listening to Sugar Radio. Thanks to everyone that shared their view on uh, Facebook, Twitter, or on our webpage. And for those who have spread the word via SMS, we say thank you very much. Now, if you haven't joined the conversation and you want to know how to do so, this is what you can do. Look for us on Facebook, the MTV Sugar page. You can share your comments there. You can uh, like links and do all of your Facebook stuff right there. You can also visit our website, which is www.sugar.tv. That's www.sugar.tv. And at the website, you can download radio and TV show episodes that you may have missed. Stay on the webpage, join the conversation. And of course, if you can, tweet us at MTV. Sugar. That's MTV Sugar on Twitter. It's also important that you guys hear the hottest sounds. So this is Dancehall Party by Wiring, yeah. repping Kenya. Party. Up in the party, we are get fire started. Hey. You know you want to come party. Tell your friend we have a dance hall party. party. Hey. We in a dance hall party. Up in the party, we are get fire started. Hey. You know you want to come party. Tell your friend we have a dance hall party. Yeah, you know party. we have a party. Everybody come party. Hey. Yeah, you know we have a party. Everybody come party. Everybody come party, yeah. You know we have a party, everybody come party, yeah. From the road, be at this another dedication. From the love child, blaze it on your radio station. Anything that we do, a lot of preparation. Cause we be on the top, we do the regulation. Rubber dub and dance, all the water combination. Feed the uptown and get a youth around the nation. Hypocrite and parasite, pan them head with tape on. Anytime, any day, can we the one they mention, yeah. Can you know that you feeling this tune to your head up in the hills, yeah. Anytime that you need a bigger tune, leave it to the love child, yeah. We in a dancehall party, up in the party we are get fire started. You know you want to come party, tell your friend we have a dancehall party. We in a dancehall party, up in the party we are get fire started.
On the last show, you heard from Dr. Susan Cassetti from UNICEF about HIV in Africa and sexual violence. And we also heard from Dr. Mary Otieno from UNFPA about condoms. Today, we have Dr. Jane Ferguson, Senior Technical Advisor with the World Health Organization in Geneva, to speak to us about HIV testing and counselling. Dr. Ferguson, in the radio drama for Sugar, we saw a character, Carice, reluctant to test because he didn't want to know what the result was. Is this common in young people? And what would you say to young people about testing and counselling? It's an interesting question. One that we at WHO are interested in and concerned about. We're developing some guidance with respect to HIV testing and counselling for young people. In those groups of young people, there was about 100 in total. They were very clear about their the barriers to testing and their thoughts about testing. And one of the first things that came up was their fear. You know, one of the young people said, I, I don't want to talk about HIV or HIV testing because I'm afraid of it. And, and it's so scary, I feel like crying. The fear was related to death, the fear of injections, in particular where the tests are done by needle and syringe, fear of parents' reactions. They also felt that um, the impact of a positive status, they were really uh, concerned about that. The life changes that it would mean, the effect on their future, the stress of trying to deal with it. One young person said, what now? I'll have to wear a condom. This is a tough thing if I'm positive. Another issue to do with getting tested and some of the barriers that they saw to, to actually getting tested were the attitudes of health workers, that they felt that some health workers um, looked down on them, they were concerned about confidentiality, um, there were also concerns about actually finding places to get tested, uh, lack of facility. So many of these things that um, that the Karis is expressing in the drama, I think, are, are real life, uh, real life uh, concerns of, of young people. We've got some more information about what's being done specifically in some countries around Africa to help adolescents and young people face the many challenges we've heard about relating to HIV and AIDS. We've got a few experts and decision makers to share their views. Last week on the show, we heard a wonderful account from a young woman living with HIV and she told us about how she was coping. Now, you may remember in Sugar TV, we saw a character. I remember this episode so vividly. We saw the character Vio struggling with the challenge of disclosing her status to her family and also, you know, trying to move forward with her life and her career. The radio program showed an adolescent girl, Amina, who was living with HIV and had a very positive outlook to life. Our question to you is this. Is treatment accessible to adolescents and young people? And is it true that an adolescent or young person living with HIV can live a long and healthy life? My name is Dr. Nicholas Muraguri. I'm the director of the National AIDS and STI Control Program in the Republic of Kenya. Uh, the program is in charge of uh, uh, providing all HIV prevention care treatment uh, services throughout the country. The government of Kenya uh, is very committed uh, to ensuring that all Kenyans have access to comprehensive HIV uh, prevention care and treatment. Uh, Kenya has one of the highest number of uh, people currently accessing ARVs. 
And we currently have around 500,000 people in treatment. And some of these are young people, adolescents. So uh, an adolescent today who is HIV, uh, who is HIV positive, requiring treatment, treatment is available for free in over 1,500 facilities throughout the country. And we know, and from the published data and from our experience in the program, uh, people who are, who are able to access ARVs, life-prolonging life uh, ARVs, are able to get, uh, improve their quality of life and live like any young, young adolescent. And, and therefore, uh, we have evidence, even through our program and from also scientific uh, research, that clearly shows young people, adolescents who are able to access ARVs, are able to continue living their life just like any other HIV-negative adolescent, are they able to, to, to live the same quality of life like any other person? And what is important is for them to be able to follow the, the advice of their health worker in terms of adherence, uh, accessing the, all the drugs and the care they need to ensure that they live healthy. Otherwise, an adolescent who is HIV positive is able to live the same quality of life like one who is negative. What is important is able to follow the doctor's advice as regards the issue of HIV treatment and no other opportunity infections that need to be managed as well. Thanks for that. It's really crucial that everyone listening has those facts. It's so important that everyone who's listening to Sugar Radio right now has all of that information right at their fingertips. Time for some more music here on Sugar Radio. This is Still from Liquidy. about HIV and AIDS. How much do you think the public knows? Well, we spoke to young people across the streets of Africa to find out what they knew about HIV and AIDS and to find out what they thought were the best ways to prevent HIV. And here is what some people had to say. Um, I think that the general public, what they know about AIDS would be that it's sexually transmitted and it doesn't have a cure. Not very many people would know about AIDS in detail. Um, I've just heard about mother-to-child transmission. Uh, I think the best way is just abstaining from sex. Um, 
if you have to, you have to use a condom. Very good advice right there. One of the best ways is just to abstain from sex until you're ready, until you have all of the facts. This is Sugar Radio, and we did promise you more information from experts throughout the show, and we won't let you down. This time, we tracked down Brian Pedersen, who works as a technical advisor for Population Services International in Lesotho, and he'll be telling us about what Lesotho is doing to address multiple and concurrent sexual partnerships. Mr. Pedersen, in the radio show, we heard one of the characters, Caris, had uh, multiple and overlapping sexual relationships. Now, on the TV version of Sugar, who can forget Leo's line about how he loved the two women in his life differently? Now, we've heard from young people across Africa during this last week, and they say it's common for young people to have an older partner as well as a partner within their own age group. How is your country dealing with multiple and concurrent sexual partnerships and intergenerational sex? And what do you think it will take to make you succeed in changing this? It is quite common amongst young people here in Lesotho. Um, In fact, last year, PSI Lesotho did a study specifically with young people Um, young women in this case, in order to get an idea about common is concurrency in this age group and and for what what are some of the driving or the reasons that they actually participate in concurrency. What we found in that study was that the reason people were participating in concurrency was because they distrusted their partner and there was this sort of idea of, I cheat because my partner cheats. I don't want to be the fool in the relationship that isn't getting something else. And also we found that there was a lot of, uh, a lack of partner communication about what it meant to be in a relationship and what they expected from that relationship. Young women were saying that, you know, we have a lot of partners because you can never expect one person to provide you with everything you need in life. So, you know, you have one partner that's providing you with money, one partner that's providing you with time, one partner that's providing you with love. The idea is is that all of those many boyfriends together equal one. And what we found most interesting is that what we are expecting to see was that young women would, would sort of be stigmatized if they participated in concurrency, but we actually found the opposite, where there were a few women that had some negative attitudes about women who engaged in concurrency, but overall there was this sense that a young woman that was participating in currency was, was modern, she liked to party, she was beautiful, she was classy, and, and what, it, what it ultimately came down to is that she was perceived as someone that had access to telephone, to money, to car, to internet, to a lot of the things that for at least the young women in our study were, were perceived as things that everyone aspired to. You know, there are a couple of programs that have been trying to address it. There's one national program that PSI is actually supporting through one of our local partners to facilitate discussions with um, communities around what is concurrency, why does it put people at risk of HIV infection, um, and what are the things that we can do as a community in order to address the issue. Our studies and other studies have found that concurrency is really, it's a social issue. It's not, it's not, a, it's not an issue that an individual sort of takes up on their own, it's something that society influences. And so these community dialogues that, um, that are being implemented are all about getting a community to talk about the, the harmful effects that those social norms have on individuals and how it increases their risk of HIV infection. Very, very interesting. Now, some other issues that were tackled in sugar, love, sex and money were HIV testing and counselling, alcohol abuse, communication between parents and young people. Do you think that these were tackled in the right way on Sugar 2? Have your say on our Facebook page and see what other countries think as well. 
This is Sugar Radio. So we've heard from young people from different countries in Africa. We've heard from a young woman living with HIV. We've heard from experts and leaders from Africa and around the world. And we've also heard great music by young African artists all across the continent. Now, we're really thrilled right now to speak with an up-and-coming African artist just for this show. She told us what she thought and why speaking up about HIV and AIDS is important to her. You're listening to Sugar Radio. Nakutana na ye da da. Humundani wa mtaka vibaya Karibia ewe da da Punde si punde huyo kwa konyumba Hey! What's up? My name is Mimo. Matters to do with HIV and AIDS are close to my heart. I mean, I've lost friends, I've lost um, relatives to AIDS. The youth are, honestly, they are sexually active. Girls these days are more afraid to be, you know, to, to get pregnant than, you know, than of HIV. That was Mimo, repping right here on Sugar Radio. Wherever you are in Africa and in fact the world, my name is G-Money and I really hope you've enjoyed Sugar Radio. Please keep the conversation alive and keep letting us know the issues that you feel need to be discussed. Now we just had to play this track before we left you. It's called Morning After by Mimo. Wanna surambile, kubadili rangi. Tamu wana kuambia Wengi si halafale Maadu ikweli Kana ukombali Mbae zaunia Unakutana na ye dada Kumunda ni wamtaka vibaya Karibia ewe dada Kunesi punehu yoka kunyumba Sio ito chitifunga has flown. First of all, I'd like to thank you for being with us for Sugar Radio, but don't worry because the Sugar experience is not over. 
keep posted to our website, which is www.sugar.tv for regular updates. Tweet us your views from wherever you are around the world at MTV Sugar. And of course, search Facebook for our Facebook page. It's been real. G Money over and out. This is Sugar Radio. Yeah! <laughs> JJ, J Martins, Capus Lope.